This is the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. Acta non verba. <laughs> yep. This week we have Carlos on the podcast. <laughs> we have a special guest. It's not <laughs> CJ is not here, but Carlos is. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I put names on things and I don't remember that I put it there and then I'll see it later and I can't stop laughing about it. Like big dick energy? Uh, it's in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, isn't it just assumed? Yeah. <laughs> like it's just a given? Whenever I used to work at Pizza Ranch years ago, I put my name as a big dick bandit and whenever they answer the phone, they have to call you by your name. So when I would call there, they would always stutter like, uh, hello? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay. You can say it. <laughs> uh, pizza range. Those are good times. <laughs> Didn't make a lot of money, but it was sure was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> good place to go every now and again take the girls there once in a blue moon because there's something for everybody so yeah the pizza's not not very good but if you you can ask for fresh chicken so that's always good it's gonna say you don't have to get the chicken that's out on the yeah the thing buffet you can be like can i have fresh chicken they'll bring it straight out to you whenever it's finished a lot of people didn't know that hmm See, this is the value add that the BR podcast brings to the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And if you get, uh, what was it? Any pizza, every size of pizza, it doesn't matter what you put on. It was always the same price. So a large is always 12 bucks. So fucking load that bitch up. <laughs> With everything <laughs> you can on it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> can I get chicken, fresh chicken? On my large, I want three large breasts on my large pizza. <laughs> Wait, breasts and pizza. Wait, what? Titties and pizza. What's better? With a couple of pepperonis. <laughs> right, right on top of the breast. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pasties. Pasties or <laughs> pepperoni pasties. Uh, yeah, this is how this one's gonna go, guys. Oh, so yeah. hold on tight. <laughs> hold on tight. It will be an interesting ride. Oh. So for triumphs and blunders, I'll just go ahead and get started. So the triumph for me is. Uh, I hung out with some of my younger, much, much, much younger cousins uh, last night for a bachelor party. One of my cousins getting married in two weeks and it was good to, it's a, it's a bridge I've been building as I mentioned on previous podcasts. And it was, you know, it wasn't from a bachelor party perspective. I don't know. It was a, the, you know, some Vegas type blowout kind of thing, but it was, it was good just to, spend time with people that I've never had an opportunity to hang out with when we were younger, never made the time either because the age gap is so wide, excuse me. And so, um, 
but it was good just to hang out with those guys and get to know them outside of a family event. So um, there's probably more of that in our future, which will be cool. And we did have a moment before all the alcohol started flowing and between shots and sake bombs and you name it, blah, blah, blah. And not a lot of food. Uh, The uh, we, somebody asked, it's like, so, you know, if, if when our, parents meaning my parents and my aunts and uncles when they they all go do like who's going to keep this stuff going and it's like uh you're looking at you know this this is why i'm here (laughs) yeah that and i said that i was like that that's kind of why i'm been trying to build these bridges because it's you know got to keep the extended family intact you know for future generations kind of things and it does fall to us and so we're talking about because right now we one of my uncles has new year's one of my uncles has uh christmas my parents do thanksgiving like there's certain holidays that are are uh consistently at the same place every year kind of thing and fourth of july easter whatever so it's it's like who's going to do that stuff and it's like yeah we better start figuring that shit out now because they're getting older and they they're less inclined to do a whole bunch of stuff so it's it's one of those things so it was uh it was it was cool to to hang out with those guys and you know even though I, I was the the oldest by a mile but going away I was the oldest there was somebody close to me in age by about 9 years 10 years but um really it's anyway it was a really good experience the blunder part of it though is all the shit i'm not going to get done today because i was at the bachelor party last night (laughs) i I woke up right before this and i'm probably gonna eat something (laughs) go back go back to bed after this uh, so i can rest up uh so for when i get my girls later on tonight so recovery time sucks yeah, the older you the, get, yeah, that yeah, recovery yeah. time. And I, I remember, you know, hell, almost like, you know, three days with maybe a couple hours of sleep, go back to work on Monday. No problem. Yeah. Now it's like, I stayed up past nine. <laughs> I'm <laughs> hurting. I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Me and the guy who was 40 was talking about that. It's like, yeah, anymore. Like, when we were these kids age it's like because the youngest one was 22 it's like when we were that age it's like holy land it's like you you could run for three days straight and be good like magically rest <laughs> take a nap and then boot and rally you're back in kind of thing and it's like he's like and he said the same exact thing you do he's like now i stay up past nine o'clock and i need a week to recover <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, uh, so good times. Th- that that would probably lead that. That's actually a good blunder for me. <laughs> Son wanted to go. It was what um, homecoming, whatever, and they had the football game at school. Yeah, and he wanted to go. All right, I took him there, and I'm like, "When does this game get over?" Granted, I'd already had a long day Friday. I was ready to go to bed at like eight o'clock. I was like, I'm, he's like, oh, it'll go to about 830. I'm like, okay, That's 839. 
drove back over to pick him up. The game's still going on. Yeah, it, that's it, eight th- eight thirty is like halftime. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but it, but yeah, it didn't get done to like nine thirty, and I'm sitting in the car just nodding the head. <laughs> I was like, I need to go home, go to bed. And they got in the car, and I'm like, whatever, because he wouldn't answer his phone. I was just trying to ask him how much longer it's going to be. Of course, ignore the phone. Typical teenager hang yeah, up on yeah, you when he does call. Because dad, you. yeah, quit, quit bothering me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When I'm out, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like part of me. I just can't wait till he gets his freaking license. It's like, yeah. But there it was. It was like, okay. I should have figured out someone other way to find someone else to get him home because man, I was hurting. Well, probably why I was so slow yesterday. It was like, okay, long day on top of that. And it's like, yeah. But yeah, that's I I and then I want to count as this as a triumph because the car hasn't been wrecked yet. But each day we drive, I can see his confidence level because I think I said it in the last podcast. He got his driver's ed permit but every time we're driving he's got some other people that have let him drive his confidence level just keeps climbing and climbing and it's like if it stays at this pace we'll be doing just fine so (laughs) he's careful you know it's like but of course there's a lots of okay i'm going to teach you how to drive but this is what you got to do to pass the test because that's two different things yeah yeah my biggest pet peeve and in, in even taking CL, where do you stop for a stop sign? At the stop sign. But you can't do that in the country and see down the road. Nah, you have yeah. to inch forward. You know, you just yeah. you gotta There's see a lot of places and you're in the city, you gotta do that because you can't see past the fucking building and the, the stop sign right. behind the building. Yeah. So but technically, you're supposed to stop at the stop sign and then stop and then creep. Forward. What? I call it creep forward, but yeah. Creep forward, yeah. Creep forward, inch forward. So it's like, you, you got to do it this way. Just do this so you can pass the test. And then, yeah, we'll teach you how to really drive later. <laughs> oh. There's well, the rules of the road, and then there's the rules of the road. The road. Yeah. <laughs> you got to rule the road. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, triumph was I finally got the call back from the insurance company. They're going to be paying for the whole, all the damages on my truck. Um, Wait, what? What? Did I miss something here? Did I not talk about this? No. Oh my god! So the day that we got back from vacation, I went to Walmart to get you know, food for the week. And <clears throat> like always, I park all the way in butt fuck nowhere, Walmart parking lot. And this lady hit the whole driver's side of my truck. Oh. Just scraped it. I, I have pictures of it. It's, it's like, you know, when you hit something, you know, you hit it. So you stop. Yeah. She, she must have not known and just kept going. Scraped just the a whole little old side. lady. No. Oh. It was a, it was a foreigner. They did not speak a lick of English. I have no idea what language it was. <clears throat> she had her daughter had to talk for her. 
luckily they stayed until I got out there because yeah, that would have been bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, I've heard people, they're like, well, you're lucky they waited. I'm like, no, they're lucky they're waited. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've had to wait until Monday to hear anything because I had been calling to make sure because I'm not fucking paying for this. <laughs> well, luckily her insurance company would try and get a hold of her. She didn't answer. So they're paying for everything. They're sending me a check. It should be in here any day for a certain amount. They said, if it's to get it fixed is more, let them know they'll pay you the rest. If I need a rental during it, they'll pay for that as well. Nice. Yeah. So I lucked out there. I'm just happy that I don't have to worry about any of that. Besides that, I also, I got <laughs> the things that I must have forgot about last week. I got done this week because <laughs> I said I had no blunders. I did. I just didn't remember them, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So it was like little things like taking care of like little payments of things that, you know, kind of just slip your mind if you're not reminded. So I had to remind myself many times. <laughs> and then the blunder for this week is just. Besides all of that stuff, I really haven't done too much because allergies have hit me and it I've taken a huge energy dip because of it. Like I got the whole body aches and everything. So besides going to the gym and going to work, I haven't really done much else. Just mean a lazy bones. Yeah, I was going to say I've yeah. slept quite a bit this weekend, which has been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we were talking about it in the green room earlier that, yeah. You're you're getting to that age, CJ, where it starts catching up with you. You what, still got allergies? about five more years before you get crushed, but <laughs> you know you don't bounce back as quick as you used to. So three week vacation that should take about six weeks recovery time. <laughs> Your age, you should only have to be like four weeks. Well, I'm not I'm not recovering from that. It's like there was right. a day this week that it was like I knew my because my allergies come in. Then they kind of go away. Then they hit right back because there was one day this week that I got to the gym and I couldn't stop sneezing and coughing. And then when I was trying to sleep, I kept waking up because my throat hurt so bad because I couldn't like it was like everything was draining through my throat and I kept waking up because it hurt to breathe. I couldn't swallow or anything. I'm like, oh, my God. Funny thing here. And I haven't had to do it in a long time. Pringles. When my throat would get like that, I would eat Pringles. I'd crush them all up, roll the thing. And I would actually try to swallow it while it's still like crunchy. And it would like scrape my throat and I could breathe again. As weird as that sounds, it was like, but Pringles seem to work right. Because you can grab a whole like half inch of them and crunch them all up. And start swallowing, drink some water. But that would be one thing that would clean my throat out. It's like, yeah. That's but, a fucking weird thing to think of. If I scratch my throat, I'm back yeah. to being well, able to breathe. <laughs> well, because I, I think part of it is why, why it hurts. It's like you have all those little lacerations and mm-hmm. it's crushing up or whatever. And it was like just those hard Pringles would like just clean it out. Mm-hmm. You know how like you kind of pick a scab and it'll like it might bleed a little, but it'll heal faster kind of the same i'm I'm not saying yeah 
I'm not a medical profession here. This is this is, <laughs> this is a home remedy, doctor. <laughs> yeah, don't don't take this for. Yeah, don't go do this and then try to turn around. I'm not dishing out medical advice here. I'm just saying <laughs> that I have found, declared by throat, especially with the allergies. Um, corn chips. Corn chips is another one that'll work. Interesting. Yeah, I know if it's a like for sore throat or scratchy, more like like more just normal sore throat. Like chocolate helps. Have huh. a piece of chocolate, which Plus my girls cream. love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird. It's like I'll say like uh, when I first mentioned it to the because I read something or it's like, and actually the thing I heard oh it was like some radio person who'd been in the industry for whatever he he swore like he said that it was chocolate donuts chocolate donuts eat a chocolate donut but it's more and then there was some study or some research that it doesn't obviously it doesn't make it you know it doesn't cure your sore throat it just but it comes it, because of the now it doesn't matter if it's dark chocolate or light chocolate or hershey's or i don't think it matters just chocolate at least i haven't found one better so than I, the other. Yeah, when I I and I mentioned it when I first mentioned it to the girls, it's like, okay, this is gonna like I, it was one of them, and I was like, this is gonna sound super weird, but have a piece of chocolate if it's really scratchy and whatever in the morning, have sore, a piece of yeah, chocolate. Real sore throat. You should have chocolate ice cream with chocolate syrup on top of it. There you go. Yeah. With chocolate sprinkles. Again, we are not medical professionals yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. This are home <laughs> remedies. <laughs> yeah. But at least it it doesn't make it as scratchy or as, as terrible. It's it, and it obviously there's no medicine in it, so it's not really going to do something like it's it's not going to. But it just like I don't know if it, it it builds up some mucus in your throat or something just to kind of lubricate it or. It would, it would, so it's not dried out or whatever because you know sometimes if you're breathing through your mouth like you're snoring or something like that or whatever you're breathing through your mouth because you you're stuffed up right you're just gonna have a dry throat so it helps get all that flowing i i wish i when i worked as a medical officer one year at the cub camp and i really found out how good uh peppermints are for curing everything Yep. They'll they'll aches, pains, homesickness. I, I just wish it would work for adults. <laughs> the world would be so much better. You know, you could give a kid, he'd think he was dying, give him a peppermint and you know, clean him up a little or whatever. Skin, knees, bruised finger, whatever. What it was like a little mint. The cure all it's cure all. Here, take a couple of these with you. If you're if you're <laughs> Call me start, in the morning. Yeah literally it's like i i said it's like okay you got a headache and you're not feeling good it's like well the kid's dehydrated i'm like have a peppermint and have one later Just on tonight a couple of drinks if you're still feeling a little off in the morning come it was like the cheapest medicine you could buy and it fixed so much stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> and we got the um you know normally you get the red ones but sometimes they're a little on the spicier side we yeah. found out that the green striped ones were a little bit more mintier and that they worked better it's like everybody could stomach the little 
but I mean, you take a little mint for an upset stomach. You know, yeah, just peppermint, yeah, yeah, have a peppermint. They cure so many things. It's it's like and amazing. If you have tea too, that helps clear you up. Just the peppermint tea can help. Can, can I know? But can you get a kid to drink tea? Come on. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, not without honey, and it better be a very sweet tasting. <laughs> Or, you know, like flavor of tea. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I was going to say, I would never drink tea, even as an adult. So <laughs> I, I do. I do. Ugh. I have, I should say. Depends on what kind of mood I'm in. I was going to say, by choice. Yeah. I'll yeah. even brew my own. Fancy fucker. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there was a while there, um, like before bed, like an hour or something before bed, I would have be like chamomile tea with a tablespoon of raw honey Mm. and a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. Mm. And it actually tasted. Sounds good. Good. And then if I have a cold, I'd do that. Same tea or maybe a lemon tea and then add um, a shot of brandy uh, or whiskey for a, as a hot toddy. Body. But then I got something that it's a hot toddy, but it's basically just water, brandy, honey. That's it. No tea. So uh, that works. Anyway. All right. Helps with a cold. Helps. I mean, it. It's whiskey. It's for medicinal purposes. Exactly. <laughs> Alcohol well, kills germs, right? So yep. yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it's antibacterial. <laughs> Clean it from the inside out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wait, did we just find the cure for COVID? <laughs> Drink lots of whiskey <laughs> and and smoke cigars. Or I was say a funny story on that when uh-uh. <laughs> whenever I was doing the. It was just me and my buddy live in this one house. We kind of, well, let's just say we drank a fuckload. But well, <laughs> I got sick. And so I thought it was a great idea to start drinking margaritas. Like, <laughs> so 10 o'clock, my, my now fiance at the time was my few months girlfriend. Came over and she's like, I thought you were sick. I'm like, I am. But I thought <laughs> I'd get drunk to kill all the bacteria, right? <laughs> And tequila, but yeah, it's not herbal medicine. Yeah. <laughs> well, since she's still with you, I guess it, it she, clearly she, you got your way through it. <laughs> I wasn't uh, sick for long, so I guess it kind of worked. Kind of worked. Again, we're not doctors. <laughs> yeah, obviously, medical obviously advice. Seek, talk to your own doctor <laughs> yeah. to see if margaritas are right for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you almost had yeah. that down to one of those commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Side effects could side include effects. up to. <laughs> yeah, side effects may include, but not limited to. To 
you being in a happy mood. Yeah. Dizziness. <laughs> yeah. Loss of memory. <laughs> Loss of ambition. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, if the condition lasts for longer than four hours, seek medical. I was going to say, seek your bed. <laughs> hydrate. Yeah. Plenty hydrate. of hydration. With another oh. margarita. Yeah. Maybe some B vitamins or something. Something. <laughs> All right. Let's get into questions. <laughs> like I said, if, if you've made it this far, folks, this is just the way the podcast is going <laughs> today. <laughs> and and we'll we'll start off because I, I don't know how to answer this one. How would you defend yourself, your home, if you were blind? Uh, <laughs> Wait, isn't there a movie about this? It's like, don't breathe. And maybe I was actually watching. I've uh, been watching a show called C and it's an Apple exclusive original thing. So, and I had a uh, trial subscription for Apple TV plus or whatever they call their streaming service. And um, the, the show it's, I mean, there's some contrived things in the show um, and they've doubled down on some of those things on in the second season, but it's really good. There's a interesting story, but more interesting is the world that they created. And it's unclear what exactly happened, but most of the world's population uh, was taken out one way or another and eventually there's like all of maybe 500,000 people on planet earth at all but all humans lost the ability to see five or six hundred years ago kind of thing is the setting and so it's just an interesting idea it's just an interesting like and and in the i think it's the second season i mean the some of the fight scenes are amazing. The choreography, because how would you fight if you're blind? So I thought I'd, this would be the intro. Like, I mean, we can talk more broadly. What if everyone was blind, but just like, even in your home, right? Like they need to defend themselves. And what got me really thinking about it is there's a scene where the main character and one of his kids were come across this, band of bad guys and one of his sites returning like so five or six hundred years later sites starting to return and there are kids being born that can see and one of the main characters kids can see and so he's fighting using his eyes and stabs somebody thinks he's killed him but then the dude gets back up like hit him in a non-lethal spot. And then later his dad explains to him, no, you know, your, your eyes are the problem because you need to feel the kill. He's like here. And, you know, he demonstrates it and takes the kid's hand with a sword and says, you got to go here. And then you go, you know, they're like, you have to saw upwards and then you do this, you know, like, he, it's pretty gruesome, but the point is 
you need to connect with it like if, as if you couldn't see. So you need to know that man's down. So how do you know that man's down? You either cut off his Character. head or you do. Yeah, you do something that really makes sure that he's not getting back up kind of thing. And so it just got me thinking, like, what would you do in a, in a fight if you couldn't see? How would you defend your home if you couldn't see? You know, if everybody's blind, I think that's a different scenario than a blind person. True. Because if you can see, you're going to out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's the one guy that's, you know, uh, whatever monk <laughs> yeah. that might be able to pull something off and just be, but that's not your average blind person. I, yeah, yeah. And so maybe it's a, not a, or, not the best entry question to ask, but it's just that idea of well, what would you do when you. But say you had eye surgery. Yeah. And you had to have your eyes covered up for a few days or whatever, just getting around or thing. I think you could defend your home pretty well, even against people that could see. Because that's where your other senses take over. And if you know the entire layout of your house, I think as long as you're in familiar ground, you may even end up having an advantage. Yeah. You know, I don't know. In because you days, know the terrain. If it, was a sh- if it was like a short period of time, I think it'd be a little bit different because you, you would have to take more time to like uh, acclimate. You know, do, yeah, acclimate to the s- setting, even if it is your house. I mean, well, still. no, I, well, I meant like if you're actually a blind person. Oh, okay. That'd be a totally different story. Yeah. Like- if you're a truly a blind person, you know, the entire layout of your house or something, you could probably defend it fairly well against because your hearing's going to be better. Your just sense of things is going to be better. But I mean, the same rules apply. Okay. Move to a choke point. So whoever the invader is has to go through that choke point. So, you know, there's a bad guy. You know, it it almost sounds funny, but it's like if a bad guy's coming down the hallway and you have a shotgun, there's a pretty good chance you're going to hit him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's like you could think in those terms. I mean, it wouldn't be. But even like swinging a bat or doing something, I I think it's true. If you're just partially blind like yeah shortly and you haven't acclimated it's going to be tough because you're used to seeing Uh, yeah that would offer some challenges a truly blind person i think could well and depending if they have sharp objects if it's just like physical like hands-on it would be like if a blind person took a bjj yeah, you don't need to see at that point, or you're a wrestler. Okay, you take a person down. Maybe even Krav Maga in yeah. in some aspects of that, just any, more of a any grappling. Kind of grappling. Any yeah. kind of grappling. If you could get your hand, if it's one on one, you know, there's the problem. If it's one on one, you could, you could probably grapple your way out of it. If it's multiple people, you're probably screwed. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just an interesting and the way they they chore the choreography for some of the fight scenes, right? It's clear that they focus on whoever like there may be multiple people jump one person, but invariably they work the fights so that you're minimizing the fact that you don't have numbers. So right, like if the three of us 
if, if CJ and I were trying to jump you, right, you'd try and get both of us on the same side of you. So then same you're just fighting one and pr- preferably one person in behind the other kind of situation or something. So that way you're really dealing with one person, but you can kind of, and then you take care of that first, you take care of me and then you get to CJ kind of thing or whatever. You can better manage, manage the fight in some ways. Well, and, and they do a lot of that in the choreography where they take one down and then they move on to the next. Yeah. You, you got to think about it. If everyone's blind, they can teach the next blind person. Yep. So in those tactics become even more prevalent because everybody's blind. But now if you got a person that can see, well, that changes things up, you know, because you, it's like, oh, there's these two guys, and that's all you're hearing, but you see the other ten guys behind them. You, you know, it yeah. would it, well there and that that's another thing too that comes in because some of these people characters that can see, right? They get they're fear more fear more obviously fearful and afraid because they can see the thing. The thing. Even if it's like a bear or it's a whatever. Whereas the people, the characters are blind. Sure, they may be afraid, but at the same time, you know, your lot, your eyes can gives you so much information. So it's just an interesting wow. idea there too. What was the Denzel Washington movie? Um, he was Book blind. What? Book, of, Book Eli. of Eli. Yeah. Book of Eli. Yeah. You know, there's that one-off guy. They had yeah. some good fight scenes or whatever, and it was close and. I think there are people that if they had that mindset and training, they could pull it off. So should we just start training with our eyes closed? Maybe. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they say anytime you lose one sense, your other senses become stronger. So like I said, I think it's a gradual thing. I don't think it's like you go blind instantly. You're daredevil. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, that's not how it works. No. Wouldn't that be nice? Although Daredevil well, is one know. of my favorite comic book characters. Well, you like the movie? The original one? No. That was garbage. <laughs> the series on Netflix is fantastic. Yes, it was. And it's based <laughs> off of the comics, like the storylines that were going when I was collecting comics back in the day. So it's uh Did you watch The Punisher as well? Yes. Was I've never seen a better episode than the very first episode of Punisher. Yeah, that was really. Uh, they're all good. I mean, oh, the Punisher. The second series is less. The second season is less so, but it's him maturing. But it's still he's still such a solid character. Yeah, so. they shouldn't have done the. Yeah, we're getting off topic, but I'm going to say yeah, yeah. they should have just done The Punisher and Daredevil. The other ones, they should have just not. Jessica Jones wasn't bad, but the other ones were just Iron Fist and uh, who the fuck was the other dude? Luke Cage. Yeah, they were just trash. Uh, Luke Cage wasn't as bad. Iron Fist is terrible, but yeah, it is what it is. That being I said, think they all sucked, so I'm on the opposite token. Okay. Well, Fair enough. Yeah. I think disagree. they made it too. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, CW always kind of it, like it leans to the hipster. Hmm. 
it was oh, never yeah, violent like the or green arrow well, and the flash. I was gonna say, are you talking that. about those? Or like, yeah, weren't uh, they all the same? Cha- or these are no, these were no. Netflix and they were actually like oh, they were okay on the Netflix. Yeah, they were Marvel. Okay, those might have been. You're talking and about they the Flash and Green Arrow. Those were yeah. like soap operas for men. Yeah, they're soap operas. They were. It's just. Yeah, yeah, the Daredevil, the ones on Netflix, the Marvel ones. There's actually, especially Daredevil. There's some real and the and the the Punisher to a degree. There's some really good story. Like okay, gritty. So, so they all right. Oh, not anti. What DC but, wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there's there with Disney Plus. There's rumors that eventually they'll bring those back, and then destroy them. Well, no, but carry on the the series, like because these are like these are lower tier heroes, right? They're not right. the Avengers and Iron Man. So it's like, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. It's whatever. Like we are way off topic of the blind thing, but <laughs> but it's just interesting. I will say, I you know for like for all the sort of things that are kind of ridiculous there's some ridiculous moments in the show um or contrived things that we've talked about on previous podcasts i will say just the, the, that idea that world building is really interesting like the the tribes that form right when they build their build their homes right they do it on a grid system and they have ropes like strung out so that you can like almost tell like there's so there's almost like a clothesline with ropes or with a string dangling every so often so you kind of know this is the path because you know it it could easily you could get off or whatever wander around aimlessly exactly and it's like um and i saw an interview with um a couple of the characters and one plays a general of uh, this particular or you know an army it's like what is that you know you're riding horses you can ride horses like just like normal soldiers and and did in the past and then you have foot soldiers and all this but when you can't see like if i stop how does everybody else know to stop <laughs> Like, so what are the, I mean, and, or, you know, normally there may be hand signals or flags or those sorts of banners, what maps even of the terrain, how do you, like, how do you tell all this stuff? How do you know all this stuff? How do you communicate all this stuff? And so you have to kind of create language and you rely on your other senses to you know, sound, you know, which was a thing, you know, drums, bugles, bagpipes, right. There's instruments and music and war, but to call off, call out what's going on. But now you have to lean into that stuff even more because you can't just trust your eyes to see what's going on. So it's just really interesting. All these things that they do and have created. And I know they have people who are blind that are kind of helping with put some of this together like you know well this is what we do today if as a blind person trying to navigate the world just think of that the one blind person like at that scenario that gets was like blind all their life and then everybody else goes blind they're now god yeah 
because it's like, oh, I know how to get around. Wait, what? Because, you know, if everybody else goes blind, they're all going to freak out. Yeah. So really, it's I mean, you got the blind people that are going to win the day because they already know how to survive with. Yep. You know, day, night doesn't really matter to them. Yeah. They operate the same in darkness and they do play on that in one of the episodes a couple a couple different ways they play on that um where it's like you know somebody who can see is at at an event a clear advantage because they can see what's going on but then you know something happens again kind of contrived but something happens and lights go out or they're it's nighttime now and it's like okay now we can move let's go kind of thing just do what i do you know kind of thing and that that's so true it's like you can move in a space even if you've never been there before but just because you're blind you have a better chance of navigating it better than you just have a sense of things it's how it's just described to me it's not that you won't run into stuff it's you kind of brush it or bump into it you know if you lose your eyes hitting the end table when the lights are off is pretty high probability (laughs) But it's like, you know, they just know how to move. So, you know, they don't make jerky movements. They don't try to, it's, it's just, it's different. Well, that's a good point. Like there's more of a purposeful, a purpose to their, to moving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how you get through in the dark, you know, if you're doing maneuvers or whatever, you got to be purposeful about it instead of like, oh, there's twig. Oh, I'm running into a twig. No, I can't push through that. I need to go around this or whatever else. Yeah. So, all right. What's the difference between an addiction and a vice? Hmm. Or are they one and the same? Did you have something in mind when you brought this up or? We talked about this, or is this something that came up in a podcast and we said, hey, it would be good to talk about this. I think that's where it came up. We put it down as a... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I can't somewhere remember along what the line we were talking, we're talking about. about. <laughs> but the difference between addictions and vices. So I have some thoughts. Addiction but- something you have, like that has more has control over you and a vice is just something you do. Yeah. Is it something you like like to do and an addiction is something you just have to do? Uh, yeah, that's it's a solid way to put it. Let's see. Good old Marion Webster. <laughs> First definition, I'm like, oh, I don't even want to read that one. Bad or immoral behavior or habits. <laughs> is a vice? Vice, a moral flaw or weakness, a minor yeah. bad habit. I think we're kind of leaning toward a minor bad habit. Yeah. You know, I think vices are moderation. You've learned to moderate whatever it is. Where an addiction, you know, it's like it's kind of taking over your life. Yeah, vices it controls a part you. of your life. And I mean, alcohol is the easiest one. You know, there's different kind of alcohols that have health benefits. You know, it saved Europe back in the day when everything was bad. If it wasn't for alcohol, more people would have died. You know, it has its it has its place. But if you're drinking a case or two of beer a day, you're going to end up destroying your liver and killing, you know, or a bottle of Jack a day. You're, 
yeah, you're a drunkard and that causes all these other problems, that's an addiction. But if you're having a drink occasionally or something and, you know, like talking about having some gin and tonics at a party and then whatever. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I don't have to... It's funny. The only time I ever truly wanted to drink was when I wasn't allowed to have any. Why? Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, wasn't allowed to have any. So I wanted one, but when it was freely offered, it's like, uh, I can go with or without, you know, depending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's to me, that's a vice. You know, it's like cigar smoking. And to me, that's a vice. I think more people get addicted to cigarettes Compared to, okay, I might not have a cigar for a year, and then I might go and have two a day for a month. To me, that's vice. And, I mean, certain things are easy. Alcohol, tobacco, but it can branch into other things. You know, food can be a vice. But if you eat too much of it and you're a glutton, eh, you may be addicted to food. Or if you turn to food every time shit goes sideways, sideways. in your life. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I can't stop eating. So. I love you, sweetheart. I know. There's our weekly Maybe. kiss. Yeah. <laughs> the, the podcast. Well, well, I think you were talking to me, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We're making fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. You won't. You couldn't see. People will see this eventually when we get our patron up and running. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But uh, you know, it's it, and it's interesting too because like society, like there's there's things that are that can be an addiction, gambling and uh, even alcohol. But like those those tend to be seen as more harmless vices. Right, even these days now, smoking marijuana and some of those things is 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 more of a harmless vice uh whereas other drugs there's a clear oh no 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 that's if you do that stuff you're addicted to that stuff you know like there's almost right. like this morality wise you're an addict so. <laughs> yeah yeah but there's like this morality like you said it's it's a it's a minor it's a minor thing but then it's like but there is that a boundary it see i arbitrary but not arbitrary or it, it well, attempts to not be arbitrary but it is arbitrary about I what's think when it turns over and it has control of you like if you can't go to bed at night without having a drink you're addicted yeah. or you can't get out of bed without having a drink yeah or you know if, if you don't go into the casino with... yeah. i can't see that <laughs> Not being able to get out of bed because you haven't had a drink that just seems so opposite. <laughs> well, I mean, more like you can't like face the day without having a drink. Starting oh, the day off with a drink. There's people yeah. that can't go with go a day without having their what is it? They go get a little pint of vodka every day and they drink it throughout the day because they without it they can't deal with life. That, right. Speaking speaking from experience, Cedar. Yeah, because yeah. I love vodka. <laughs> Casey's pizza. <laughs> And a Ugh. fifth of vodka. <laughs> oh, <God>. nothing <laughs> sounds worse, honestly. <laughs> I, uh, say, I will say, I honestly, good. The vodka makes it terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fucking hate vodka. So <laughs> I don't have to worry about that shit. But, yeah, it, so it's, I, it's extreme I dependency. Really? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say it all kind of comes down to the dependency. There's a difference between dependency and enjoyment. Because, like, whenever you depend on something, you really don't enjoy it anymore. True. I was going to say, like, people that are crackheads or whatever, I'm guessing they don't enjoy it anymore, but they need it. That's a totally different thing. It's like recreational use and habitual use, like, just continuously using because you, because the withdrawals or whatever would, you'd feel like you're dying. So it's better to feel like you're almost clinging on to life than feel like you're dying. That's a good point. You know, there, there, it's interesting. There's a number of, number of people I know that have gone sober from whether it's drugs, alcohol, but it's like, no, I'm, I'm going sober. I'm not. And some, some folks it's temporary. Some it's, it's purposely temporary, but I'm going to do this for, six months or just a year or even 90 days or whatever, just to, I need to I do it too much. Up. Yeah. I, 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 I know I do it too much and whether it's a money thing or whether it's a, I feel like shit thing or like whatever, whatever the motivations or reasons to do it. It is interesting that there seems to be a ton of people that are, that are doing that these days, like in, and more so. Um, and I, you know, I don't, I don't know that they're just curious. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts of what, why that is, but it is interesting that it seems to be more of a thing. Even if you're more of a social drinker, there, there's still a, you know, what I think is funny is, you know, in my circle of, uh, I know a lot of people have quit drinking. It's like, I've cut alcohol out. All right. But because the, legalization of weed has become more prevalent across the states they've just switched mm. they've just switched one addiction for another i'm like you, you so you smoke weed oh yeah i smoked I, I i get some every day weed doesn't have calories <laughs> you, you know exactly <laughs> it's like you hear all these justifications for it and i'm like well you can't get hung over from weed well, you got one thing that changes you mentally to another thing that changes you mentally in some way. So it's, and the funny part, talking to my cop buddies, you're almost better off to, you know, curtail yourself with alcohol for like a DUI. Like, okay, I'm drinking. I need to get an Uber tonight where you might've had some weed two days ago. It's still in your system. They, they, pop you and you can still get nailed for a DUI because it stays in your system for so long. So it's kind of interesting that one can crush you if not bad or worse for your day to day. And it's like, Oh yeah, I just do. But it's like socially accepted. Like we are talking. No, I'm not high. I just had a lemon poppy seed muffin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny how they'll give up one addiction for another one. Yeah. For something else. I mean, it, it's kind of like, well, uh, people that are addicts, they will always trade it for something else. There's a lot of people that uh, are addicted to the gym now because they used to be drug addicts. I was going to bring they, that up too. Yeah, they traded absolutely it. Right. It's not always. It's always for like what is it? The lesser evil. Yep. Traded something because I mean, on a grand scale of things, weed is better for humans than alcohol is. I mean, do, is can you be addicted? <clears throat> it's actually. Mentally, you can be addictive, but it doesn't have 
it's not like an addicting thing, but mentally you can be addicted to it. Right. But like the health factors are a lot less than alcohol. Like I said, there are no calories in weed. (laughs) If you get the munchies, I mean, that doesn't count. (laughs) But (laughs) if I see you, you can still get addicted to it. Yes. And that still is a bad thing because I I literally had a talk with this guy. Like, I, I don't care that he does it but he was like i have gotten to the point that i feel like i can't function without it that's an addiction yep. i'm like well <laughs> you think you decide a way you want to live your life like i don't mind like there's nothing wrong with it but i'm asking you is that how you want to live the rest of your life he's like well no I'm like well then that's just cut it out for part of the day you got to start a little small because i mean yeah yeah like all things you have that guy that goes no, I want it part of my life. Yeah. And, and if that's the case, that's pretty much what he said. You know, it's more power to you. It's it's like, okay, that's not really you could be addicted to it, but you wanted to be addicted to it. You know, is that, is that a vice or is that addiction? Well, I think that's when it uh, goes over into the vice category. Like, I don't it's kind find of an this overlap. Addiction. What? It's kind of an overlap, honestly, it is. in that sense. I don't because see this it's as an enjoyable addiction. Yeah. But it could be that it could be also something that he's not seeing that's taken away from his life because he needs that. Right. And I think that's where you, if you have outside people seeing him being destructive, but oh. it is nothing destructive. You it's like a functioning. It's, person. you know, you see functioning alcoholics. Yes. Are they destroying their lives? Maybe not. But there's still that dependency part. Right. You're, so you're letting something you're letting something else take over your life, which I mean, your life's not terrible, but it, it could be it could better. be better. Yes. Yeah. But see now, but we could go on either side of this. If I had the choice between weed or alcohol, I'd pick alcohol. I, I've I've never had a joint, never smoked weed, never done any of it. But that's ingrained into my head that that's bad. You know, we'll, we'll talk childhood stuff. We're talking that's older generation. Versus We're talking older school. generation. You know, mentally, yeah. that would give me more of a challenge and would be more destructive for me than uh-huh. drinking is. Well, it's because so, you're not used to it, first of all. You drank all your life. So you know how to control well, yourself when you have a drink, but you don't know how to. I was a late bloomer on drinking. But well, yeah, for well, that's what I'm saying. I've been like, oh, crap. I have been drinking longer than the no chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm getting old. Um, but but yeah, so to me, it's like, but I drink in moderation. So it's like, eh, it's a vice. Yeah. It's, I was going to say, honestly, if I had to choose between them, both of them, I would have to go with we because, <clears throat> I mean, it has less of like a, I don't know. It's not like you smoke weed and you're like, oh, I want another one. You're kind of like you haven't it's a little bit and you're good. It's not I like drinking. Donut it's not it's day. not like yeah, it's not like drinking when you hit that one part, you're like, uh, I kind of want to keep going. No, <laughs> gotta see, keep this. Well, but yeah, let's keep thing. this train rolling, brother. <laughs> I, I, I think it was before the podcast, but we were talking a little bit. It's like it's at a certain point, you no longer do that. You just hit yeah. it's like I'd like a, a good quality drink. One you know, it depends on the time frame. Okay, if I'm sitting down at dinner or something and we're going to be there six, eight hours, I might have two drinks. 
you know, but if I'm just sitting down for a meal or something, I'll have one and done. You know, it's, it's, I want something different from my normal water. Yeah. Or you if know, you're smoking a cigar, you're going to have an old fashioned or whatever. You're going to have right. some drink there, but it's not going to be Coors Light. And you're not, it's, you're not banging drinks or anything. And it's yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time I was quote drunk, yeah. you know, because it's like one drink might make me feel nice, you know, one or two, but it's like, if you're not drinking more than that, it's like, so, and I think that's an age thing. I think that's, as you get older, you just get quality stuff. Hell, yeah. oh, even among the, the guys that I know that smoke weed, they talk about quality and cheap stuff. And what's, you know, <laughs> so it's like, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you're buying good quality stuff, it's like, eh, but see, that's my problem. I, if it's good quality beer, I enjoy drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, you may have a problem, CJ. Yeah, yeah. You make it. That's it, why we're here. We all got problems, son. <laughs> that's the one I picked. <laughs> it's my vice. It's not my addiction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but at the same time, how long can you go without having a drink? Forever. Exactly. Yeah. See, so again, it's like, all right, we're not driving, we're at a party or we're camping or whatever. It's like you're drinking responsibly. It's like, eh, I'll put that in the vice category. Yeah. You know. And I think it's it like like we were saying, it's the dependence or the the control the control that thing has on you or or right. And you know, I, I, that's the biggest piece for me. It's it's like, you know, it like you were saying, do you drink all the time? No, I don't. Uh, do I, do you need to drink? No, just smoke, whatever, whatever it is. Oof. It's like, do you need to do any of the, any of the things? Like you feel that urge, like if I don't do it, I'm going to die or the world's going to come to an end or whatever the thing is that you build up in your head, whether it's drugs or gambling or food or, you know, oh, I have to eat this or this, like you can't stop eating or you can't stop throwing up. <laughs> your anorexia like whatever the thing is like there's there's so many things um but it you know does it have control over you or you have control over it and i know people who went sober for a while and then started drinking but now it's it's like what we were just talking about it's like you have one on, on occasion maybe you have a couple drinks right uh every so often but it's it's purely social it's it's or even if you're by yourself, but you're not drinking all the time because you feel comfortable, you know, you're used to having that drink in your hand or drink nearby or that cigarette in your hand or right. Um, and you're just doing that thing. And, you know, and I've, I've, I've had conversations with people. It's like, well, yeah, the point is it, it may feel weird, but it's not like you're breaking some, unless you made some, vow and you're gonna lose your head if you do like what's the real thing the The point is you tried to stop and if you feel yourself going oh i need to have 15 more of these whatever the thing is then maybe just you're you are addicted to that call it cold turkey for life and that's the other part too how many people few people can quit something cold cold fucking turkey and be done right like like cj was saying you kind of how about just go a few hours start by going a few hours without the thing or half a day one day one week like start small and build because and i think there needs to be an overpowering reason why yes 
I think that that's the deciding factor. I I know, like I used to chew constantly, probably to the point of addiction. But it was like one day I'm like, I know how much money I spend on this, and it's like I was in a saving. I was going to buy my first house, and I was cutting out costs. And I'm like, I just can't afford to do this. And that's my deciding factor. And haven't you know? One day it yeah. was cold turkey. Boom, done. Cut it out of my life. It's like. Was it really I, I remember going then? hungry to buy cans and shoot. You know, it's like so. At one time, it was an addiction. That's weird. But well, I know, I know guys like that that were. Yeah. You know, even in high school, there are dudes like that that could not. I needed it. I needed yeah. that little bit, but it was like it's goofy. But then it was like I had that overriding desire for something else. So. That, that certainly trumped. helps. Yeah, You know, it has to be something almost how many guys, you know, major car wreck or blah, blah, blah. And then that will quit them drinking. You know, they yeah. had a major heart attack or, you know, they eat the, better exercise. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, I got to change. You know, it's it's got to be something major to just do cold turkey and win. Yeah. You know, there are, you know, and it might be just be like, I want to live to see my kids. Yep. You, you know, it, it doesn't have to be sh- life shattering, but at the same time, it has to be something. It could like be hu- life shattering. <laughs> right. But it, it has to be a huge impact. For His you. point is it's got to be a big thing, either positive or negative. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, that I think that's having a bigger or better why makes you, a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, well, why should I just quit to quit? Yeah, yeah. You know, even with I, like video games. Okay, addicted to video games, and then it's like one day you realize how much time you're wasting or something or whatever, and you might just not care. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, you look at the thing, and it's like I got five thousand hours logged into this game. <laughs> Maybe I need to go do something with my life. Yeah. You know, it's it's that kind of concept. <laughs> Speaking of that, there's a game that I, but I don't. <laughs> play that often but it's the one game i play and it have been basically have been playing since it came out and it's Name it. it's uh destiny it's destiny 2 it it's by bungie the same people that made halo originally made halo um and as an aside uh one of my best friends uh <laughs> And his oldest son were playing hit like he he showed his oldest son Halo, the original Halo, and played that. And his son loved it. And they were doing multiplayer, just him and his son. And then I happened to be over there. We just got together. The families just got together. And uh, uh, and I'm I'm his son's godfather. And he's like. Uh, Cody just asked if we could play Halo multiplayer with you. <laughs> Would you be down for that? It's like, sure, I'll be down for that. And uh, and at first I was getting shelled. And then it's like old habits came back. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> and then because he the, the kid was killing both of us. And uh, and then I won a game and the kid 
kid got upset because <laughs> he's like wait a minute how are you good at this it's like normally i'm not i'm not gonna lie but anyway um uh they're now getting the game so destiny bungie's been working on this game for seven plus years or something maybe uh and it, they were planning it for sure at least at the very least planning a 10-year run and they've kind of turned it into a first person shooter version of like world of Warcraft. So it's more of a open world kind of thing, but from a storytelling perspective over the last few months, they've been wrapping up a lot of the storylines that they've been, that they even started the series with. So it's like, it's like they're at the point where they're starting to get really good story, blah, 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 blah is the time that it's like, huh? Yeah, not really. I mean, I care because I want to know what happens <laughs> because I've been invested in this you know over what you the do, years, Jimmy? but I kind of don't give a shit either. Give it a little bit of time and then just pull up the YouTube story where everyone there, there cuts all that out. Watch puts, all the cut scenes. Yeah. I, uh, I can't remember. There was, there was some game I was playing and it had a really good story to it. And, but so one of those like I want I was playing this one, but my buddy was playing this one, and that drew me over to that more and more. So, but I was going along one day, and I'm like, wait, someone did a movie of. So what I really I, I didn't really care. And that was the the bad part. I didn't care for the mechanics of the game, but I liked the storyline. Yeah. So I just so sat happened, there and yeah. watched it like a it was like a two hour movie, and I'm like, oh okay, cool this. They did have that's a really what happened. Good story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, and I didn't have to play through eighty levels to figure it all out. And, <laughs> you know, not because the game mechanics weren't no. what I would say would be up to par. They felt very clunky. clunky so I was yeah. like, uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of addictions, but there was a time even with that. It's funny, like my friend and I, we would play Halo multiplayer online and we would get, sometimes we'd get shelled. Like sometimes we'd be on a team like, and we'd win. Sometimes we'd lose. We wouldn't care. We were just there to play. There are times where we'd play doubles, just him and I against another two person team and we could get shelled. And the, the people on the other team were talking shit and they're whatever. And it's like, yeah, I guess I'm not going to graduate college or, you know, get a mortgage now because my halo rank sucks. Like, sucks. you know, it's like, and I, my kill death, my kill death ratio is, you know, negative, whatever. Like, it's like, yeah. Like they'd okay. say stuff and we just counter back with like all this shit that doesn't matter that you think matter. It's like uh, it. <laughs> well, my boy with his buddies and stuff, they'll try to get on opposing teams. Uh, and sometimes they'll fight each other, but sometimes it's like having the spy. Yeah. yeah. And oh, it, they're over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're over here. They're they're this is what they're doing, you know, because they're all talking. Yeah. They're, That's awesome. They're doing they're typing on their phones to each other in a group text. Yeah. That's <laughs> just, awesome. Just to figure out how to get their code Yeah, I wish uh, yeah. That'd be the thing to do is set up a fire, like eventually get on a, a fire team and sabotage well, it from the inside. When we played Guild Wars 2, there would be guys and we would be on um, 
Discord or whatever, and we'd be all chatting and stuff. And you would have certain guys that would dual box, but they had it was PvP, but it was open world PV. It was a certain part of the map, but you could have up to um, 300 people per team, I think it was. Oh, 100 or three. I want to say it was 300. So you'd have 900 people, up to 900 people playing at a time. That might be wrong. It might have been 300. It might have only been 100 people per. Let's go with 100. I, th- I think I'll I'll stay thick. But that's still 300 people playing. And you get yeah. some people that would dual box and they would have the team and it'd be like, yeah, they're going for this. And you'd hear the call out. And it's like, yeah. you'd be one step ahead. And it'd be like... And you'd hear other guys going, they got a cheater. Who's this? Well, you can't <laughs> kill the your own side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you yeah. die on friendly fire. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it'd be like, yeah, they got a spy. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Exactly. You know, you're breaking down forts or doing something. And it's like, yeah, guys, everybody come here. They don't have any siege equipment at such and such. All right, we'll attack there then. You know, it was... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, we could, we could go down. Oh rabbit. yeah, fun times. Further down that rabbit hole. Oh, it's back way, when we were addicted to games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I think there is a point, right? But to what you said earlier, and I know we've mentioned this before, it's like you get to a point where just the thing loses its value, utility, and some of that is a maturity growing up. Just it, you're at a different stage in your life where it's like yeah I, I like this stuff but i can't you know i there are there are things that are more important to me like taking naps <laughs> or <laughs> or whatever it is that i'm just gonna do that or reading books or spending time with family or you know those sorts of things that uh that you end up replacing and even you know it's like okay I'm, if i'm we're gonna go out to eat we're not going to mcdonald's we're gonna go someplace out to eat Eat. like a good place whether it's sushi or steak or pizza like but you know we're not going to get the totino's you know two dollar pizzas in the frozen food aisle kind of thing we're gonna get real pizza like it's just all those sorts of things that you just kind of evolve like some of those things are nice to go back to and relive some memories but really it's here let's throw this one because we're leaning this way anyway um the balance between keeping norms versus changing them yeah this is something that i was thinking of like there's there's the there's this idea right of about anything really it's like but what's the norm you know i think there's your key point what is your norm and the new normal and, and kind of thing. But here's the thing. Now, if you dig into it deeper, say you were born in Alaska and you know darkness for half your life, it's freezing cold most of the time. And somewhere along the line, you move from Alaska to Costa Rica. This isn't normal. <laughs> your, your norms are going to change hugely, you know? Yeah. Now, if you apply that to anything, it's like, okay, things change over time. There's an evolution to stuff. There are certain things you just can't fight. And anytime anyone says, well, yes, you can. I'm like, I think a Tecumseh. 
You know, he tried to go back to the old way of doing things. And no matter how much support he had, he was still crushed by society. It was like, it was a losing battle from day one. Now, you, you know, it's like people go, well, how do you break away from the internet? Well, you'd have to go move away and isolate yourself, turn your phones, cell phones off. You basically have to become a farmer, you know, have some self-sufficiency. But even then, you're looking back through history, and I think about the old um, mountain men. You know, they didn't really want to stay part of society, so they disappear for a while, but then they would have rendezvous where they come back to get the supplies that they couldn't get. They could only live so long on their own yeah. without coming back to get Invariably, you're going to need the city. Even if you spend most of your time out on the frontier, you're going to yeah. need. 365 days and you only spend five of them near near the city to get resupplied to go spend the other 360 out you still are reliant on the village mentality the city mentality over just being a solo person and i'm and i say all that for the norm it's like what do you want your norm to be i think that's the key point it's like what do you want normal to be like do you want cameras on every street corner and you're happy with that because you feel safer because someone's watching you or do you want to live out in bfe where you know you might yeah. get mauled by a cougar and there's no one around to save your life well if she's hot i don't mind being mauled by a cougar this is true <laughs> uh, no uh yeah it, it, you know it's 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 interesting right there's always this there is an evolution of to 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 life right it, it, meaning in this like culture and society there's always going to be people pushing boundaries and you know trying new things like we've talked about in a number of different ways here it's like from evil Knievel to uh warfare to you know whatever there's always an evolution of things because somebody goes, well, what if we did this? What if we threw, you know, this thing built a thing where we could hurl rocks instead of a slingshot. What if we built a bigger one? How far could we get a rock or how big of a rock can we move to, to launch it anyway? And so you get a catapult on that one. The first person that comes out. Yeah. We need yeah. to build a trebuchet and everybody else going, going, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But there's always somebody and it, you know, even changing styles of government or ruling or, you know, the sure you could be a king, but maybe you're you implement something like there's always things to change or try or whatever. And but then and so there is that evolution, but there's, uh, you know, Sometimes, right, you hear in there's, but there's a pushback against that change. Oh, it's tradition that we do this thing. It's tradition we, if you're a deformed baby in Sparta, we'll just toss you in a pile because we don't care. We just want the best kinds of things. But, you know, there's always that. So it's just an interesting, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about that balance because there's always, there is an evolution and progress, right? We want to be better individually, collectively kinds of things. 
and in the name of that we we work towards you know it's it's called quote unquote progress right in the name of progress we need to do this uh, and setting aside you know progressives and like just some of those ideas it's just the idea of changing the you know things changing over time but then there's a sense of oh hey what are we losing though if we do this what are we giving up or what what new things come about and maybe we shouldn't rush too fast into this thing or you know imagine even the going from the printing you know the spoken word to the printing press you know there's people going no 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 and now you couldn't imagine a world without the printed word yeah yeah right and so and then it's like okay we move from print to radio radio to tv tv to the internet like i mean there's just like but then there's always a pushback it's like ah well you know who's gonna buy who's gonna read shit online like I get my newspaper every day. Why am I going to go online to read that shit? And then you realize, oh, well, I can just go online and read this. Why the fuck would I need a newspaper? So, I mean, it's just, you know, there's always this resistant, this push-pull between, uh, you know, change, progress and change and those sorts of things. And it's just an interesting thing to think about. One, I want to make my snarky comment. We don't ever need the 80s norm of... uh style and dress to ever come back <laughs> although those high like those i forget what the style is called but those high like bikinis that like high waist oh, like yeah those high cut the way they're high cut, bikinis. Like super high yeah. yeah but they had short shorts for guys which yeah that's true wants to know well, yeah, cj yeah. will be modeling on our patron page as soon as we get it up and running uh he's already agreed to daisy dukes to show his ass off <laughs> patreon.com slash barbarian rhetoric and you know, he's mute. muted so we're good he can't some of his best stuff <laughs> yeah i'm not going to repeat anything i said <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to list it there check out patreon.com slash barbarian rhetoric for <laughs> the the missing audio <laughs> still awesome. gotta create it but and I lost my train of thought. Holy. So 80s fashion ass. is out. 80s <laughs> fashion is out. I, oh, I think one of the other things that has sped up over time with like the internet and computers, you know, they talk about the 18th month cycle, everything doubles. It used to be, and I'm thinking back to like 70s and 80s, is you would hear about stuff like on the East Coast or in the like New York or L.A., and 10 years later, you would see those clothing styles and stuff come to the Midwest. Yeah. You, it would take almost five to 10 years. And it's like it would cycle in where everyone's like catching up. And there was this thing. And I think that still happens to a degree. It's just these cities have more people in them. You know, if okay, take New York or whatever that has, you know, Say they had a million people in a, a suburb of New York 50 years ago. Now there's 10 million people there, you know, and it's like when you start looking at these numbers, it looks like it's changing faster. But if you looked at the real percentages, it's not. It's there's still just the, the rate of change is still the same. It's just there's more people. Yeah. So there's a larger audience than there were. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like, like, uh, well, I, I won't use COVID, but a number of illnesses, the, right? The number of cases could increase just because year over year, people. but because there's more people like flu or whatever, smallpox, whatever. Well, like, I'm going to do my little tagline. This isn't really a question. It's something to think about. This is one of them think about things that I think goes in with these norms is with a little rounding 7.8 billion people in the world. Take 1% of that. So if you want to be part of 1% of the world population, you're included about 78 million. Then if you want to take 1% of that, so 1% of 1% of the population of the world, that's 780,000 people. So, you know, in your little niche, your little idea, your little whatever you think, if you're part of that little 1% of 1%, that's only 780,000 people compared to the entire world. But when you're thinking of those terms, you know, it's like it would take... I don't know, a half a dozen uh, small cities in my neck of the woods to equal 780,000 people because, you know, spread over a large area where you compare to one square mile in Chicago and they got that many people plus. Yeah. yeah. So when, when you start dicing up the, you know, comparatively to the world, they're like, okay, you know, you look at the whole world structure and you can break it down, you know, to the States or Canada or European country, however you want, but just think on the world per thing, be part of world 1%. That's only 78 million people. You know, that's how easy it is to get into the 1% of the population for a fitness thing, or everyone has this color hair or whatever. I don't think people realize when you spread it across, but you might live in a town where everyone's kind of related somehow, and they have a whole bunch of redheads, like over half the town's 50. Well, you'd think if that was your norm, you'd think most people in the world, you know, one out of every two people is redhead, which we know that's not true, but, you know, if yeah, that's one norm, of the rarest. Yeah, it's one of the rarest. Yeah. Red air, green air. Gingers are, are rare. Rare. But if you see a lot of them, you know, but, but I think if that's your norm, okay, it, it, you know, it's like, okay, uh, fitness one. If, if you're part of that 1% or whatever and you follow a bunch of fitness people, you start following in and realize the fitness community isn't that large. You know, at least those actively doing it. <laughs> but you got to still think on, on the opposite token, you're part of, just to be part of the 1%, that's 78 million people worldwide. And then you take your top athletes, you know, like Mr. Olympia or your bodybuilding or your Olympics or anything like that. It probably is less than a million people that are at the top of the game, the yeah. very number one, and they don't stay there. They're constantly changing. So, you know, world's strongest man, the, the, the guys that won 20 years ago couldn't win today. So, eh. what? Eh. Eh. Well, if Bill Kazmaier was uh, right now, I, I highly <laughs> doubt that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, might have to go a little bit longer, but it's just, 
you know, it's a fact. It changes. I guess. Yeah. Freak. Yeah, he was. I, I have so it's change. I mean, change is inevitable. But, but I, is it? I, I for some, I think change happens faster. You know, it's like like a fashion thing nowadays. It's one person can do a fashion thing on IG or whatever, and the next day. But really, <laughs> how many people? You know, even if they have a million followers, how many people really change and start doing that fashion? You know, if you look at the entire world, it's very, very slow. But if you're tapped in, there's what I was trying to say. If you're tapped into that niche or that part of society, you might think things are changing faster than they are. Yeah. When in all reality, they're not, they're moving along at a snail's but if all you do is surround yourself with all the fitness stuff or whatever, you're like, oh, it's huge changes going on. And eh, no, there's still a lot of fat people in the world. But compared <laughs> to what? You know, it's like, yeah, that's true. yeah. I just watched 50 videos on people's body changes. Yeah, but 50 people is a speck compared to, you know, yeah, like. Yeah, like you're saying, the one per like one percent of the population. Yeah. yeah, I guess you know where we're raised, how we're raised, are those experiences that we have that that all factors into to, to our perception of reality, and um, yeah, well, and I suppose too, an extra added bonus is that you know. If you are in a position of power, or even if you're in a spot, not so much a position of power, but you're somewhere that's comfortable, you don't want that boat to be rocked. Right. Right. I'm making a good salary. I don't want to lose my job. Like, even, uh, even if maybe that would set you up, if you lost your job, that'd set you up for more income in the future or whatever, because you start your own business or you go for a different company that values you more than where you're at or whatever the case may be, right? There's always, but we don't see it like that. And obviously people in power would, whether you're a King or a CEO or a mid-level manager, even it's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm good enough. I don't want my, let's not change all this stuff. Right. Um, and I do know that there's, um, there was some something where now I lost my train of thought, but there's something about that where you could, you could, uh, oh, organizational change, right, is slow to happen, and then you start talking about defining terms of what things mean and what this change is really going to be, and at the end of the day, large organizations can say they're changing this thing but rarely do they actually change the thing because they end up re like redefining using new terms to define old things right and magically yep we've gone through our whatever transformation and maybe half a percent if 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 that of things have actually changed because the organization itself pr protects itself. There's been studies. I don't know the name of the study, but I know they've they've done work on that to figure that stuff out. Where 
that happens. I forget what it's called, but yeah. So it's yeah. Society as a whole is slow to change. Major changes have to. Yeah. There's either upheaval or it's like, you know, something to, to drastically change that quote unquote right. landscape, but whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, right? You know, cause you always hear this, right. In older generations, almost mourning the loss of traditions or things that the way things used to be. Um, I think that also though gets overblown to some degree. Like it's like, it's this constant, Oh, we're losing this. You know, you kind of have to, it, cause it makes a juicy story. Oh, but it's about progress. And this this group of people believe doesn't believe in progress and this group of people does and it doesn't matter the thing uh, you could be talking about agriculture and there's still you know there'll be fights over that but it's just always interesting how there's this push pull but to your point maybe it seems that way e- even though it may not really be the change may not really be that drastic. It just feels like it is. Right. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's. Cause, oh, but then how much of that going back to kind of where we started with this, how much of that evolves from us just going, you know what? I'm tired of drinking Coors Light. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of eating McDonald's. I, I'm tired of smoking shit cigars. I'm. tired of doing coke i'm gonna do crack (laughs) i don't think anybody ever said that in the history of ever (laughs) (laughs) well glad i could be the first i'm you know i'm on the bleeding edge yeah let's see i'm I'm trying to figure it out a revolution for the crack (laughs) 30 so (laughs) what's half of 330 115? 100, no, that ain't right. It's like 175? No. Yeah. Crap. Jesus. Can, can no one do math here? What the <laughs> Not hell? Not my head. <laughs> 165. Not on a Sunday? Is it 165? 165. Okay. So I that puts it. us in the 50s. It's, just talking the United States, the population has doubled since 55 till now. Mm. So you're talking what the last 60 years or what? So if one guy thought something back then, two guys think it now. But the rate of change is still the same relative to there. And then yeah. some areas or some groups would change faster just because what did they have to rely on radio and television now papers you think the rate of um change is faster because of the internet and that's where i would argue no because these people are all in their niche little groups more people might hear about something you know but it's like okay in let's see what, what month are we in? Uh, in October, September. Say September 1st of this year that some 
whatever uh, music person came out with the nose ring for the first time and she has 50,000 fans. Okay, there's probably going to be a spike in girls getting nose rings for whatever. But is that really a change? No, because they've been around for a while. You know, it's like... On a grand there's scale some of things, not really. Yeah. Yeah. So... But, but I mean, that that's how to look at it. It's been like, okay, since the 50s, which a lot of us reference or whatever, it's like there's twice as many people in the United States as there was in the 50s. With a larger portion of that probably yeah, being pushed to the cities. So the cities yeah. probably have three times as many compared to the country, which stayed equal or to the same because, you know, between factory work and everybody moving to the cities for jobs and the tech sector and everything, it's disproportionate. So you probably, you know, okay, the rural life might've lost out. So now someone changes and there's three people changing for the one, but the rate of change, the rate of normal, eh, a country life to city life, you know, it's like, I don't think it, yeah, it moves a lot slower. Just yeah. it's hard then for it feels, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. and going back to the um show you were talking about with everybody being blind, you know, that would be a drastic change. That would be a new norm. You know, yeah. It, could you imagine everyone basically waking up going, Can you see? Nope. And it took that many years for them to adapt. Those yeah. first people weren't warriors and fighting it out or anything. Oh, no, they were just surviving. Yeah. Yeah. They were the survive, survival of the fittest at that point. There were smartest ones to up, uh, you know, adapt and overcome and then teach the next generation. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. So all the animals can still see and you know, all that stuff. It's just humans that lost the ability to set to of sight. So there's still wolves. There's still bears. There's. Just think how many people got stomped by um, elk or cows. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I heard a cow's coming. <laughs> What's that noise? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Which way do You're I run? By a cow. <laughs> like I know those those things are big and heavy, but it it feels to me like getting run over by a, a garbage truck, right? Like where that a slow rolling garbage truck just <laughs> going down or down a, the street or a um a roller. A pavement, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. blacktop roller that's moving a mile per hour. <laughs> no, you can't catch me. How are you? Crush. Yeah. yeah. Next thing you know, there's no voice. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, and if you try running, right, you're going to probably in those early days, you're tripping and you're falling, falling over, over a brush. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, that, that would be, and, and that stuff, right. That makes sense. Even, Right, if you're living around in New York City on 9-11 when the buildings collapse, I mean, just that that is a catastrophic change that's gonna change the way you at least in in the immediate aftermath and a little bit longer, you're you're but then gonna how much of it went back to normal. Yeah, that's you know, and again it's like okay, things change, but what what really norm changes the whole norm it's like okay yeah. adapt and overcome it's just yeah things settle in no matter what yep even if they may be slightly different than they were before there's still uh yeah 
That makes sense. And for our viewers, CJ's almost fallen asleep on us. He's he's starting I'm trying to, to sell my Xbox. Give me a break. <laughs> Xbox <laughs> what? Uh, I got Xbox One. I'm trying to sell. We'll talk. It. How much? You want it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Because mine, mine actually crapped out. It's a weird thing. Uh, the messages to like, like the toast messages, like the overlay messages will mm. display. So to turn off the controller, to do all that, all that layer, that layer of stuff displays, oh. but the actual home screen and games, those things don't display. Wow. And it's a known, it's actually an issue. Like there is a display issue and they say, send it in to get repaired. But now that they have the Xbox one X and one S they no longer support the Xbox one, nor, nor do they repair oh, they it. Don't? Nope. Oh, that means he's going to be wanting a new Xbox probably here. Yes. And so I can turn mine on and I can see stupid messages that I don't give a shit about, <laughs> but I can't actually, and even accessing like net Netflix or whatever, like I can't even apps don't work. Really? So it's, yeah, it's a weird thing. Shit. But when you well, hit the you Xbox stay button, to the longer to the end of this podcast, now we're talking more gaming. So for yeah, the yeah. nerds <laughs> out there, this is just the way that rolls. So I was gonna say anyway. this has been sitting in my house for about three, four years because I had one disc that was stuck in it, and I thought I couldn't get it up, and all I had to do is put another disc in it, and it pulled the other one right out. It took me about forty-eight hours to figure that out. <laughs> I was so pissed. Well, <clears throat> there's a button on the side that's supposed to shoot them out. You just yeah, put yeah, a yeah. paper clip in there. Yeah, that never worked because it was jammed in there. Uh, and then I, I like had to search scour the internet, and they're like literally just put a disc in and pull it out, and it came right out. I was so pissed that it was that simple. <laughs> <laughs> it normally is the easy stuff. Yeah, but yeah, so it wasn't used for a very long time. So. All those miles that most people's have, mine doesn't have it. Okay. We'll it just talk. gets this stuck. But now you know how to get them out. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. It, and I you don't even in... use disc anymore. No. Not really. Yeah. No. no. I was going to say, I would have kept all the, if you were buying, I would have kept all the stuff on it for you, but I deleted everything on it. So it's all wiped. No, that's okay. Yeah. I'll fresh. just add my user thing. And really, I mean, you know, and the girls are, upset because they can't play Minecraft, like build shit in minecraft like that's really what they want to do <laughs> so it's like <laughs> sorry guys but i mean it works out but we'll we'll talk for sure all right we don't need to spend calories on the podcast talking about that, <laughs> or spend more calories than we've already already done all right <laughs> so with that we'll catch everyone next on that week. note <laughs> yeah. see you guys Thanks for listening to this episode of the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. I hope it's giving you something to think about in your own quest to develop a barbarian mindset. Because it's with this mindset that you'll find the skills, strength, attitude, will, and endurance to see things through and live within the civilization and still be a barbarian. We appreciate your feedback. We especially appreciate those who have been supporting the podcast. That's the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. 
on our website, on Anchor FM, and on Spotify. You can find the show notes on the blog or anchor.fm slash barbarian rhetoric. If the podcast has been helpful to you, please let us know. You can do this by checking into the Apple Podcast app, give us five stars, and leaving us a short review. This will help us get our message out in front of many more people. You can also talk to us on social media and let us know what you are thinking about or how this has helped you. On Twitter, I am at Steel Jans. That's S-T-E-E-L-J-A-N-Z. And I'm also on Instagram at Barbarian Rhetoric. There's also a couple other things you need to check out. One is the Barbarian Rhetoric blog. And of course, our newsletter. There's a pop-up which you'll see as soon as you land on the blog. Thanks for listening. And always remember to be a barbarian in a civilized world. An apex predator.